0: middle of the Maimer. before going further we're going to give a synopsis and very often in the synopsis I try to clarify things that when we were learning it I was doing it more swiftly, but in order to bring it all together I try to clarify certain things before going further. So we're speaking about Kapitol Kuf Tes, and we explain that this Kapitol is a Messianic Kapitol, it's talking about Mashiach's times, when Yidin are pious, Yidin are chassidim, because they experience godliness in a very vivid way, And automatically we become more pious, more dedicated. And this is going to be when Mashiach is going to come, when we're going to experience godliness in a way of seeing, and experience it in that way. And that's also why, when it speaks about the song we're going to sing when Mashiach comes, it says it in the masculine, as opposed to previous songs that were in the feminine. What does that have to do with Mashiach? Because we said the female receives as an inheritance only a tenth of her father's possessions so to yidin when we are in a female state we received only the seven nations we received Eretz israel and when mashiach is going to come we're going to rec- receive all of hashem's possessions in other words the entire world all 70 nations are going to be elevated and belong to the yidin in other words we're going to see the effect of yidin on all 70 nations on the entire world on the entire hashem's possessions and that's why we refer to that time as Zachar, because like a Zachar that receives the entire possession of the father, <clears throat> because he comes now in the place of his father, the yairish becomes in the place of the Mayrish, but that's a bit out of the discussion that we're talking about now. Because that is the case, that it's a Mashiach, a capital, kapitel. the question then comes, why do we talk about war? Why do we talk about swords? That uh, we have the song of Hashem in our, in our throats and we're holding this double-edged sword. What what type of Mashiach description is that? When we know that in Mashiach's times, we're going to beat plow sh- uh, swords into plowshares. We're not going to make use of weaponry. In order to explain that, we then continue to talk about this Mishnah, that there's an argument where Rabbi holds it's okay to walk out with weaponry because they're like jewelry they beautify the male a man is beautified by weapons like a woman is beauty beautiful with jewelry come disagree and they say no weapons have a purpose and it's actually um, only because there's negativity in the world that we need weapons if not for the negativity we wouldn't have weapons as we know when Mashiach's going to come we're not going to have weapons so no they only serve a purpose of war and therefore, obviously only if someone needs it, they should wear it, but you don't just wear it as, a, as clothing or as decoration. We then continued and said, when it says that the Yidin were chamushim when they left Mitzrayim, when they were redeemed from the exile of Mitzrayim, so they left chamushim. Chamushim means armed, but it also means five because they were armed with these five weapons that the Mishnah talks about the question is that the Rebbe finished with yesterday was <clears throat> why is it that when there's a Ge'ula of Mitzrayim we still need weapons but the Ge'ula Hasida, we will not need weapons L'cha'ayra, Ge'ula and weapons don't go together and therefore, we need to understand why by Mitzrayim they did need to be armed with weapons. So, to understand this, if Gimel. we need to understand what a sword symbolizes spiritually. When someone reads Kriyashma, it's as if they're holding this double edged sword, and actually the Gemara learns it out of the same Pasuk. It says, When you sing the greatness of Hashem, Hashem's unity, so then you're holding this double-edged sword. There's obviously some virtue, some advantage in a double-edged sword. What's so special about a double-edged sword? the tells us, the Cherev, also discussing this Gemara, the sword is the name Yutke Vavke. Reisha the Charba, the head of the sword, who That's the yud. In other words, the is saying that the shape of the sword is actually a manifestation of the spiritual and godly energy of yud kevavke. Gufa the vav the body of the sword is a vav, and hey hey the two heys of Hashem's name are delay are the two mouths of of the sword, the two sides of the sword, the two the sharpness of the sword. Nartuka the the case of the of the sword, Hushem shame adnai. That's the name of Hashem, the attribute or the characteristic of adnai. We're not going to explain that right now, but it's a lower description of Hashem. How Hashem is the master of the universe, which is lower than the way Hashem is yud kevavke, which is above the universe completely. And that's like the case. That's the, what holds the yud kevavke. That's what it says in the zayar v'ah the It says in the pasuk and Shmuel. Havaya Yechatu That Hashem's enemies, those that fight with Hashem, are going to be shattered. There are those that fight with Havaya. In other words, it doesn't just mean Hashem, they're against and opposed specifically to the message of Yudke Vavke, what Yudke Vavke stands for and the victory of this war, when Havaya gets its way of being Havaya, whatever that represents, then that, then it's victorious. This sword is Havaya. In other words, being Havaya is what's going to be victorious over those that don't want this concept of Yud kevavke, whatever that means. Obviously, that which opposes Havaya, the truth of Yudkei Vavke is going to be eradicated through Yudkei accomplishing what Yudkei is trying to accomplish. Its truth is revealed in the world. But we need to understand all this. It's going to be a little bit Kabbalah, but it's actually very understandable. What we want to understand in the next paragraph or two is how is it possible that Klipa exists? Not why does klippah exist, what's the purpose, but how does it even exist? If godliness is true, and Kedusha is true, how does something that is not true exist? And the answer is there are two possibilities. The first answer is because Hashem hides himself. The truth is hidden, and therefore a lie can emerge. If if the truth of Hashem's infinity and Hashem's truth, godliness, was revealed, then something that is the opposite of that truth cannot exist. It's a lie. A little bit more icy is because the truth of Iron Saif, which is that that truth can only be felt in a place that allows that truth to be felt. Which is, which means that there's bittel something that allows the truth of eneid molvade to be felt. But the truth of eneid molvade cannot be felt in something that says, "I disagree." It's not eneid molvade. I also exist, which is what we call yeshus. Because those two truths cannot coexist. So therefore, if godliness is revealed automatically, that excludes something that denies godliness. It's obvious that they can't coexist. But when the truth of godliness is hidden, so then yes, a false reality can emerge. There's somewhat of a humility in everything that exists, otherwise it cannot exist. That's true. An absolute denial of the The Gemara tells us that even the Goyim agree that Hashem is God of gods. But they give themselves a lot of space and independence too. But they have a bit of, of, of humility. And therefore, if the truth is hidden enough, if it's mostly hidden, then they can exist. But in every lie, there needs to be a little bit of truth. Otherwise, it can't exist. But again, how can the lie exist if the truth is mainly hidden? That's one hyphen. To explain that very, very quickly, it's like when someone tries to speak to someone else, whoever that someone else is, but they're trying to be correct and not hurt the other person. So they try to hide their message. If they do too good of a job hiding, the person may walk out with an opposite message as opposed to if they're just straight and blunt, you can't misunderstand. But if you try to be politically correct, or or even, for good reasons, try to hide your message, if you do too good of a job hiding it, the person may walk out with the opposite message. So, the opposite, the opposing power of Ketusha can only exist if Ketusha hides itself well enough. Shabbat shalom.